Blog Talk Radio. kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Happy Monday, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. I'm Leslie. And Tracy is out today doing a training, but uh, we actually got together yesterday and did some taped segments about our uh, topic today, failure. So we have some uh, bantering and some thoughts on that together here in a minute, but uh, I'm going to kind of hook us back to last week. It um, seems like when we were talking about failure yesterday, Tracy and I, one thing that became so apparent is that when I'm in a state of failure or feeling as if I've failed at something, I have no inner peace. And um, last week our topic was peace and talking about how we are able to have peace beyond uh, all understanding and and create a scenario in our lives where our reaction and our response to the outside circumstance comes from an inner state of peace versus uh, what our reaction is when we have an inner state of anxiety um, or fear. And so in a really interesting way, it's kind of nice that we talked about peace and can have a sense of understanding our inner state and the importance of that. And then now talking about failure, uh, really how if we are feeling as if we failed and feeling as if something um, is going on that, that we haven't had success at, uh, that is really a, a powerful message that we give ourselves and it can kind of spiral us into this place of uh, feeling shameful and, and feeling as if we um, are out of control, really, in many ways. So we will uh, think about uh, failure, and I'd love to have your calls if uh, you're listening and want to chat about failure and maybe share some of your failures and how how they look now. Um, One of the things that became real apparent as well yesterday when we were talking is that many times uh, failure in retrospect isn't failure at all. So... I'm excited that uh, it's Monday. I'm excited to be talking on the radio and um, and going forward with talking about failure. If you'd like to call in, the number again is um, 347-850-1523. Again, dial-in number is 347-850-1523. We'll take a little break and come back, and then uh, I'll play a little segment that Tracy and I did yesterday talking about failure.
Welcome back, and I uh, will see if I can figure out how to punch this button. And it's interesting, we did just tape these segments yesterday, but I've already kind of forgotten what we talked about, so it'll be fun for me to hear them again. And then uh, I'll come back and we'll take any calls that come in, and we'll talk a little bit about what Tracy and I talked about, and then we'll probably do a devotion here in a minute. But uh, let's listen to some of Tracy and my conversation yesterday on failure. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And today's theme is failure. Now, I don't know why I'm so happy that we're talking about failure, because normally failure would, like, feel kind of depressing. <laughs> like failure? Yeah, like failure. Um, but there's something about talking about failure in the context of spirit and saying yes to spirit that... Um, I don't know. It just makes it not so hard. I guess partly because I just uh, I don't think there really is true failure. Mm. And the quote that one of the quotes that really reminds me of this is from Howard Thurman, um, and it goes, "Growth always involves the risk of failure. Mm. Growth always involves the risk of failure." And I think, you know, when we talk about our understanding of God and of spirit as ever, ever expanding, that means we're always growing. And how could we expand if we didn't take the risk Mm -hmm. that the direction in which we expand might or might not work out the way we think it's going to work out? But when I say yes to spirit, it's like, okay, I'm going to risk failure knowing that it's going to take me someplace new, knowing it's going to take me someplace that long-term is going to be good. Right. And, you know, when you said that I see as failure. Yes. Yes, that's the key for me because I think the older I get and the bigger picture of life I get to be able to see in shadows, you know, behind me, more I can see the things that I was just certain, absolute failure, absolutely no way, nothing good coming out of this, are very the very things that did create the biggest shift for good over the long run. Yeah. So for me now, there is no, just as you said, failure is just, you know, a, a transition that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Or I think it's um, Edison that's always quoted with uh, in in the process of inventing the light bulb. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that he had all these failures. You know, it was all of these you know times to perfect uh-huh. what was happening until he got electricity or until he got the light bulb or whatever it was. And and we're so so quick to judge things that we do as good or bad, right or wrong, perfect or not perfect, Mm -hmm. that we immediately jump into, oh, I have failed. I have failed and, you know, I am a failure. Um, And we spiral quickly. Quickly. And that's a huge thing, too, from I failed. Even I can say, even I can buy into a little bit of I failed or this didn't go the way I wanted it to go. But then taking that next step of saying, I am a failure, 
Mm-hmm. That's a real dangerous, slippery, slippery slope for me. That I can really, you know, what is the what is the perfect parenting technique is, you know, I don't like your behavior, but I love you. Mm-hmm. So I try to parent myself and say, okay, maybe I don't like my behavior. Maybe I didn't do what I wanted to do, didn't get the outcome I wanted to get, but I still am perfect and whole and an expression of God. To not label myself as a failure, even if I failed at accomplishing what I had set out to do. Right. I failed to get that report done, but I am not, but not I am a failure. Yeah, anything we connect to the I am mm-hmm. does just seem to have so much more power mm-hmm. in our subconscious mind. So that's a really good point. The distinction between I failed or I failed to do something different from I am a failure. So let's back up a minute. Okay. So all the things that, you know, anybody who's listening to the show would be knowing we're going to talk about failure and if they're normal human being, <laughs> they probably did the same thing that I did and maybe you did too. Oh, we're going to talk about failure immediately, a list of all the things, <laughs> you know, that I haven't done or that are still yet to be done or that I did. Mm-hmm. but. They didn't work or they didn't get the results I wanted, you know, immediately come to mind. Failure. You know, I didn't do this. I wasn't able to do that. I didn't make as much money. I didn't finish that report. You know, all Mm -hmm. I I wasn't able to maintain that friendship. That relationship ended. I failed at that. Mm -hmm. I failed at, you know, it's like it's so easy to make a list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to make that list. It's easier, well, maybe not today for me, but for a long time in my life, it would be easier to make that list than to make the list of the things I'm proud about Mm -hmm. that I've done. Isn't that profound that we hold on to those seeming betrayals or failure, that we hold on to them and we so easily let go of the good things that we did or the positive outcomes that we had. We don't really replay those over and over again in our head like I replay the failure over and over again in my head. Yes. Why is that? What is that about? <laughs> Would that be called the human condition that we try to overcome or something, right? It must be because it's so, it seems so natural. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not our spiritual truth, but it is definitely, it seems like it's the automatic human response to focus on what we did wrong. Or what and again, we're saying it's wrong. Right. We're perceiving that. Right. Making that judgment. Would you say saying something failed is judging it? Hmm. Hmm. Yes and no. Ha. So yes, it's I had a very clear goal X and I didn't experience goal X, I failed to achieve goal X. So that's not that's a yes. Well, that's the judgment of, I mean, it's a, it, it's, it appears to be a fact. Uh-huh. I was supposed to or I had agreed to do something right. and I didn't do it. And, it, well, for me it's kind of a statement of fact, but, but by saying it's a failure, that I, you know, didn't do it, I failed to do it, 
Well, to me, it's a description. I guess it's really not a judgment. It becomes a judgment again when you put it into the other form. I am a failure. Mm. You are a failure. I'm judging you mm-hmm. versus I'm describing a report that didn't happen, mm-hmm. something that I can observe, or I'm observing that I um, I failed to keep my job. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go in on time for, you know, I was late four days a week for the last six months and they fired me and I failed to keep my job. That's that's a dis- more of a description than a judgment. Right, that's true. I'm a failure because I can never get to work on time and I can't find a job that I like and my bosses are always out to get me and, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and because of all of those things, I am a failure mm-hmm. is a judgment. Right, oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Because there is a lot of power in saying, I did not complete that. I don't know that I use the word failure so much in my life right now, but I do say, I do am big on holding myself accountable and stating the truth instead of avoiding it like I would used to. I mean, I was, if I didn't do something or didn't show up when I was supposed to show up, I would just like be dead to that person. I was like be so embarrassed I would just go away and never call back and not answer their calls because I couldn't say, oops, forgot about Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it was so big, you know, any little thing that I did that wasn't the right thing, you know, I perceived it as so huge that I would just go into such a shame spiral. So there's power for me now to say in real time, oh, man, I forgot to do that, or I forgot to show up, or I'm sorry I showed up late, and then be done with it. Right. And not carry it to the next century, you know. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I, I think that's a good start into this conversation about what is failure and how do we let it get, you know, into our psyche and into the way that we perceive ourselves. Um, and just to begin the, the thought around that. And now, you know, maybe we'll take a break or maybe... Yeah, let's take a break, and maybe you can come back with a devotion, and we can talk about how saying yes to spirit helps us deal with our perception of failure. Awesome. Welcome back to Yes, Say Yes to Spirit. Last week I talked about always wanting to put just say yes in front of um, 
say yes to spirit, and I still have that uh, knee-jerk reaction to say just say yes to spirit. Uh, Talking about reading a devotion or getting a devotion about the topic of failure, going back over all the devotions, I didn't find one titled failure. I always love that when I find one with the exact title. But in thinking about what Tracy and I just talked about in terms of when I have failed or when I haven't followed through on something, that now what's big for me is to take responsibility for it, make amends for it, and move on. This devotion that is titled Resist came to mind. So let's look at this. Resist. The amount of suffering one experiences is equal to the amount of resistance one is having. This was a quote from the movie Leap. I realize this has been true in my life. Tonight I felt full acceptance of my unemployed state. I see how I have been resisting it by actually trying to make myself accept it. Just as the quote suggests, in the moment I embraced the truth of what is, suffering did end. I have a hunch God never resists, but accepts everything as is. Even if there are bumps, curves, and jagged points along the way, God simply flows forward. Tonight I decided I'm going to let myself make a conscious effort to let go of all resistance. We have a saying at church, what we resist persists. So in resisting something, I'm actually inviting more of it into my life, creating more suffering. I'm going to stay mindful of when I am feeling myself resisting anything or anyone and release my resistance in real time. I do think that talks about failure in so many ways because Um, I can remember uh, having jobs or being in places of accountability and when I would make a mistake or not do something, you know, I would do everything to try to avoid it, to resist taking responsibility for it. And then that, just as this devotion talked about, it made it bigger. It brought more attention to um, the fact that I had forgotten to do that report or had uh, lost that information that somebody was looking for. So if I'm in resistance to something, not only is it persisting, but it's making that failure, I think, seem so much bigger. Um, Failure in and of itself, something that we do that we're not proud of, is a universal human thing. We all do it. And my experience has been when someone comes to me and is honest and says, hey, you know, I thought I could do this, but I just can't. It's too much or I said I did this and actually I was going to do it the next day and now I haven't done it, Um, looking at uh, people's mental health and and states of uh, feeling um, sane, you know, or feeling whole really has a lot to do with being able to accept what's going on in the moment, Um, being in full acceptance of whatever the truth of my moment is Uh, to me, really is a reflection of my mental and spiritual health. And certainly uh, feeling as if spirit is on my side and God is on my side and uh, working with me and certainly not out there keeping score about my failures or that I have to act a certain way or be a certain way to gain favor. Um, That that can be a very overwhelming place to feel like I, I have to be a certain way. So 
anyway, I like that resist. Uh, don't resist the failure if if something has quote unquote not gone my way. Just embrace it and then let it go. So let's go back to yesterday and see what uh, Tracy and I had to say next about failure. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And today the theme is failure. And what in the world does saying yes to spirit have to do with failure? Um, So let's talk a little bit about how saying yes to spirit does really help you. When you are feeling like you are a failure, even though you know that's a human experience, Mm -hmm. but you want to get back in touch with your spiritual truth, with your spiritual foundation, saying yes to spirit is all about doing that and kind of forgiving yourself for whatever is is happening on the human plane. Um, so what kind of, we always talk about spiritual practices when we do the show, so. What kind of spiritual practice helps me get over failure? Get through it, get, get through over it, it get, get, get past it. Is forgiveness a spiritual practice? I guess it is right now. <laughs> because really forgiving myself um, has been a huge journey for me in, um I learned years ago this little exercise that I thought was so profound. The uh, therapist told me to write down a thing that I was embarrassed about or or, or, uh, had failed at. And so I wrote that down, piece of paper, and then uh, she said, okay, now write down what did you say to yourself? What did you tell yourself around that? So then I wrote down this, you know, scathing kind of, you know, self-talk reply that I gave myself. And she said, now I want you to think of your very best friend, somebody you love so much. And I said, oh, okay. And she said, write down their name on the piece of paper next. So I wrote down their name. And then she said, now I want you to read your story like they did what you did and then go back and say something to them about that. And, of mm-hmm. course, it was a hugely different, I like that word, hugely. It was a very different response that I had when I thought my friend had done this horrible thing. It didn't quite seem so horrible, and it was uh, much easier to forgive. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a huge lesson or a huge, uh, you know, uh, teaching tool for me. Yeah, and that is fabulous because isn't it true? I mean, one of the things that um, that many people do with an activity like that is, yeah, it may not be your friend or someone you love, but it's if if a three-year-old child did this, mm. you know, or a ten-year-old child mm. you know, did this, and obviously we would not expect them to have the same judgment that an adult would. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, your response is totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally, you know, affirming them as a person, mm-hmm. advising all of that. So I, I love, I love that as a practice. Just yeah, I still use that today when I do something really horrible. Uh, in my head go, okay, well, what would I tell Lisa? Or what would I tell Tracy? Or what would I tell, and I'll pick a friend and try to think about if, if one of my friends came to me, what would I say? And sort of stop that mental tirade before it begins now when I think I've failed or messed up. And we don't use that word failure very often. You know, we use other words. There's a thousand other words besides right. failure. Because we, I don't, maybe if I'm, 
that word just seems bigger than, oh, I messed up. <laughs> failing. <laughs> when you use the word failure, it seems so, it's terminal. It's Final. Like, yeah. Right. It, it is over. <laughs> it's done. Right. That is it. Yeah, I don't think I use it very much either. The concept, though, of failure, <laughs> the concept of of not accomplishing bigger goals. And for me, it comes to mind a lot on, on things that are, um, you know, not an individual act or an individual expectation, but when a series of those acts or expectations get woven together and mm. then block the success of a of something big, mm. you know, career-wise or, or relationship-wise, um, then I think that's when failure comes to mind for me, mm. uh, more so than just an individual thing. I don't know what other spiritual practices. I mean, obviously the things that we almost that we talk about almost every week, like you know, going into meditation to hear the to get redirected toward the spiritual truth or your spiritual center would have to help. Mm -hmm. If you were feeling that you had failed, mm -hmm. um, that would have to, to be a practice. Um, spiritual mind treatment and or prayer would definitely be an easy mm -hmm. practice mm -hmm. to especially have someone else um, hold you in the truth. Mm -hmm of your own spiritual reality because you're already beating yourself up. You're already, you know, identifying yourself as a failure. Somebody else needs to, you know, hold something else in the light. And that plays into the practice of a community or having people around us that do hold the truth for us and that we can talk about the truth of what's going on with us. It's, um, it's a very powerful thing to have a community of friends that you can be authentic with and honest with. And when there's that sense of failure, sense of undone, to be able to reach out and say, oh, I'm feeling really bad about this, and then a friend can shift that pretty easily, whereas if I just stay in my own mind, because <laughs> ricochet, the pinball machine, you know, just keeps going around and around and around. <laughs> if I reach out to my friend Tracy and tell her I failed, so she'll say, oh, no. You know, and have a different perspective on it. Mm. Really, she would. <laughs> exactly like my friend would. Oh, that's the expectation yeah. uh -huh. you have of uh -huh. me. Mm. Do we have a show on expectations? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good topic for the future. I'll probably get our best topics for the future. That's right. That's what we're talking about. And, you know, it's interesting when we say that. I do know, I can think of two people right off the bat that they expect to fail at everything. And they talk about they expect everything to fail that they try, and they expect the world at large to fail around them. And, you know, by golly, it usually does. So um, I do think there's a lot to be said to expect that good or expect that positive to come out of every experience and to be surprised. And then I can think of another friend that I have that is literally, like, so shocked. If it doesn't work out perfectly, she's like, this is wrong. This didn't work out very well, and things are supposed to work out perfectly. So it's interesting, you know. Uh, but I'd rather be shocked when it didn't work out well than you know. No, then the other way around, right? Since what we think and what we believe, we bring to life. Yeah, much mm -hmm. rather I much rather walk through the world with the assumption that everything I do and everything I say 
is moving toward good, mm -hmm. and everything's going to work out perfectly. Perfectly, yeah. So cool. Bill Cosby um, had a quote that's not about spiritual practice, but it's the, I don't really know the exact formula for success, but I do know the formula for failure is trying to please everybody. Oh. So when I think about failure and this concept of failure, that quote makes me think, how many times have I felt like I was a failure because I didn't meet someone else's expectations. <coughs> you know, I was trying to really please someone else and didn't meet their mark versus trying to do something that I really cared about or I was passionate about or, you know, something I really wanted to see happen in the world. Mm -hmm. And how often, now when we're growing up, of course, we immediately make that connection with our parents. Right. You know, or the adults around us, our school teachers. You know, we want to please the adults in our lives. And um, when we don't do that, I'm, you know, I just wonder how much of our adult sense of failure or lack of achievement is tied to the percentage of time we felt like we missed our parents or our adults in our lives' expectations. Yeah, I like that. In fact, right when you said that, I think I immediately went to pretty much most things. I think I, I have such a low standard. I'm not really that concerned about most things for myself, but I, I do have my, my mother's tape going in my head still, you know, that there's a lot of Joneses out there that I need to be keeping up with. You know, <laughs> and when I fail at that, um, you know, there's a there's a social embarrassment that that floods out to her as well, and I do think um, that's another topic as well. Is you know how does we tend to take on other people's failures as our own? That's a real common parenting thing. If my child fails and I fail as a parent, and other than having that boundary of understanding, you know, everybody has their own individual path, and so even if I'm with somebody or around somebody who have a child that quote unquote fails, that's really not a reflection on me. So I think I think that failure can sometimes bleed over and we think we failed somebody else and so then for we failed because we failed them. But you know, mm -hmm. where is it just us, we'll be okay. Interesting. Good stuff to think about. Let's take a break.
Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. And in listening to uh, what Tracy and I talked about yesterday in failure and listening to, I think I said, the idea of, in retrospect, looking back, many times things that I thought was failure turned out to really be a serendipitous event or something that uh, I perceive as wrong turned out to be the very best situation to get me to where I am now. And I do think there's a spiritual uh, maturity, I guess is an interesting word, but you know, the, the more I practice my spiritual program and do my daily practices along the way, I get a deeper and deeper spiritual sense of life, and it gives me a different perspective on real-time events. And I think that, to me, is uh, a huge blessing that I can have a perspective on real-time events. And if something in my life today looks like failure or looks like something terrible, um, I can even in the moment most times uh, do the self-talk of, you know, there's something powerfully good going on here. I powerfully don't see it, but <laughs> it's powerfully good, and it's it's going to work its way out, and it's going to be okay. And this devotion talks a little bit about that. It's entitled Fiasco. This morning I woke up in plenty of time to meditate, feed kitties, shower, and be ready for a mid-morning coffee date. As my morning went on, random, not-so-good things seemed to happen one on top of another. Soon I was running late. I actually found humor watching the phrase, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong, play out in my morning. As I was finally walking out of my house late, I noticed my neighbor approaching me. He was having a really bad morning and in great need of help. My help put me five more minutes behind, but it was a tremendous blessing to him. Driving to meet my friend, I realized my morning fiasco was timed perfectly to put me outside just when my neighbor needed me. I began to wonder how many times things are things that are frustrating to me are actually serving a higher purpose that I don't know about at the time. I have a hunch God is always moving towards the highest good for all involved, and at times that may disrupt my day. When I put my morning into perspective, I realized the gift I was able to give my neighbor was indeed worth my morning fiasco. And I really do believe that, that if I look at the pattern or the uh, quilt pattern of my life and all the different things that have occurred, I can certainly see the wisdom in the things that I saw as a fiasco or I uh, judged as wrong in the moment. I can see how the whole pattern um, now has laid out perfectly and beautifully to create the situation and the good and the highest good of today. And it's very difficult, I think, when I'm in the midst of something not going well and um, getting caught up in that idea that uh, that some failure or some, e- even some failure that I've done or some external thing that's come in and, and caused me some difficulty, um, giving that the power of my moment. And I do believe now I have choices in, in what I focus my moment, how I uh, look at the circumstance of my situation I've told the story before, but it's, it's such a profound, true story. When I, I got fired and I immediately called my spiritual teacher and, and the first words out of her mouth were, oh, my goodness, this is great. Literally, she said, this is wonderful news, Leslie. Something really powerfully good 
is shifting in your life. And to have a uh, human experience that literally pulls the carpet out from underneath us and to be able to say, oh, this is a powerfully good shift and something is uh, coming, you know, involved in all of this that's going to be really wonderful for you. Uh, to have that response to a human experience that is um, not uh, traditionally looked at as good is really a, a powerful thing, and it and it takes the energy, takes the sting out of the experience, and really does uh, give it perspective and, and make it make it cause it to be seen from that spiritual perspective. Makes the whole thing just different. It just makes the whole thing different. Hearing her say that to me, and hearing other friends uh, in the next few days after that event talk to me about that, and and then reminding myself of past experiences when. It just didn't seem like there was anything positive to be able to come out of this. Um, certainly seeing, in retrospect, the good uh, that did come out of failures. So let's see. We've got one more segment here that Tracy and I did. Let's listen to that and see what we see. And I think it uh, kind of finishes out the time, but I'll actually come back and talk about one more thing that I talked about another friend last night about failure and, and something. So we'll listen to Tracy and me, and then I'll... Come back and close us out for the day. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. And we're talking about failure today and how saying yes to spirit can help you deal with failure. So let's go see what our friend Ernest Holmes has to say about mm. failure. And in the main text for uh, The Science of Mind, he says, quote, if one appears to have failed, he should realize that there are no failures in the universe. He should completely erase the idea of failure by stating that there are no failures. If one believes that he failed last year, he will be likely to fail again this year, unless the false thought is erased. Break down everything except the recognition of the one perfect power, which is not contingent upon any place, person, condition, time of year, or anything but itself. End quote. If one appears to have failed, he should realize that there are no failures in the universe. Wow. Wow. I think I want to change if you really embrace that. If I really, if I really believe that. I really that, believe that. How would my life be different? Wouldn't there be a lot more freedom? Yeah. There'd be a whole lot more joy. A whole lot more joy. No worry. Oh, huh. That's how this is working out. Huh, well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out a week mm-hmm. from now because it's not a failure. It's mm-hmm. like a journey to a different destination. Mm-hmm. I mean, how powerful mm-hmm. that could be in my life. I know if I truly didn't believe in the concept of failure as we describe it from the human level. Mm-hmm. And... And ultimately, again, looking back, it all weaves together for good. So even with proof of that in my past life, I still can't fully embrace it in my 
current life because you know things could change now. I could it could be failed forever, right? You know now's a different game. Just as it worked out before, don't mean it's going to work out now. So even the, the my own life experience, you know, I'm not embracing the teaching of that enough to fully embrace the idea that there is no failure, even though that's been my experience. Ultimately, there is not any failure. And if you have a background, anyone who has a background in a, in, um, in a religious environment that says the best you can be is a sinner, mm -hmm. I mean, you've been programmed from, you know, for a very long time that you are going to make mistakes, you are going to fail, you're a sinner, mm -hmm. that's what sinning is all about, and, you know, your salvation comes through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. you know. So... It's interesting that I really wasn't connecting failure with sin mm. until, you know, right now. But that idea of, yeah, if that's in my kind of in my subconscious, that the best I can be is someone who fails to follow the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And I have to seek forgiveness for that and salvation from that. Then, of course, I'm going to interpret things as the things that don't go right or don't go in the way I expected them to, to be failure. But the reality is, spirit never fails. And since we are spirit, and since right, spirit experiences life through our experience, so there can be no failure not possible. Mm -hmm. We can experience um, a lot of things, but we can't really experience failure. Yeah, that would shift everything. Yeah. If I really believe yeah. that, yeah. if I really get this so into me that my consciousness can no longer take in the concept of failure, mm -hmm. then I, what I just said would be true for me. Mm -hmm. That would be very cool. That would be cool, and you might be locked up, like in an insane asylum or something, because I think our whole society is so structured on this concept that there's a right way and a wrong way, and that, uh, you know, we have to pay a consequence when we don't do the right thing, and, you know, there's going to be a price to be paid, this fear based on failing. It would be a very interesting uh, experience to just really kind of float through the life, as you said, saying, oh, wow, that didn't work out like I thought. That's pretty exciting. Let's see where this goes. And then not have any residual of, oh, man, this is bad. Or, oh, man, I can't believe I messed that up. Yeah, what am I going to do now? And be focused on where am I going in the future, not mm -hmm. what's already happened that I can't change. Right. Wow. And I think that that would be interesting to watch people's reaction to. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I do that with some with a certain number of things mm. in my life already. I mean, I do that. It's what you do when you say, you know, okay, um, I'm sorry I'm late. Right. Now let's move on. It's like I'm I will acknowledge what has happened, what is happening in the current time, and I am now focused on my future because there's no sense in me claiming that as a failure mm -hmm. and being ashamed of it and living in that, staying in that experience. I'm here now, and now let's move forward. 
I mean, that's a perfect example of that's really what releasing mm. that concept of failure is all about. And if we truly believe that spirit, that God, that Allah, that Buddha, that the wisdom of this spiritual energy is what is all about good and all about moving us forward and ever-expanding growth, then even though the outcome seems different from what we expected up until this moment, we're still moving forward. Right. And you said something beautiful in terms of staying stuck in that past experience because even when there is something that doesn't work the way I anticipated it working, you know, there's an ending to that moment and the next moment there's something different happening. And if I'm staying in that past moment where it didn't work out for me, <laughs> then, you know, really that's the definition of insanity. Right. So the spiritual practice of staying in the present, staying in the now, you know, letting each moment be done, period, don't look back, don't go back, don't feel back, don't talk back, you know, all those things that we're trying to practice in terms of staying present. Um, that's a huge spiritual practice, I think, that we wouldn't carry that failure to the next moment. Let it die, it's natural death, if that's what we perceive it to be, just let it go. Let go and let God. Because I do think that there is a powerful thing in terms of, like Ernest Holmes saying, there is no failure. And again, if, if when I am in that state of consciousness of understanding that I am God expressing God in my human experience, you know, then there is really no failure. If I, if I can believe both of those concepts at the same time, that's that's and hold cool. them in consciousness and not let them slip away or mm -hmm. not let them be buried beneath mm -hmm. all the human everyday stuff. Right. Be tricked into believing I'm human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Ah. Wow. Whole nother conversation. Well, I'm loving this. I'm loving this um this conversation about failure, even though it's not as as concrete or as tied up in a box with a nice bow on it mm -hmm. as some other topics, I think it's really important that we explore it mm -hmm. and we think about it. And one of the things that I'm going to do over the next week is, is really, you know, find a few minutes to maybe stop and make a list of, you know, where am I still holding yeah. Where am I still holding the sense that I'm a failure, mm -hmm. you know? And and just look at that and bring it forward because I think a lot of times what happens is we don't acknowledge where we're holding on to an old story. And so it's in the subconscious way running our oh lives. Oh, gosh, yes. So that might be, that's something I'm going to do and I, put the invitation to everyone who listens to us to sometime in the next week, where am I still holding that sense of failure? And it'll be fun because then I'll discover it was, you know, back in 1983 when I did that and that and that, and I haven't let that go. Right. Even though I don't think about it. Right. You know, or even if someone... Right. Or if you asked me about it, I would be like, oh, yeah, that happened. But, you know, really, in the bigger scheme of things, it really doesn't, you know, matter. I haven't thought about that in years. And then, you know, so where am I still holding that sense of failure and how is it showing up? Right. How is it showing up veiled in terms of 
Because it's interesting, that which we deny or that which we resist, what is the saying? It persists, yes. So the more we can bubble it up to the conscious level and say, oh, okay, I am still holding on to this failed relationship or I am still holding on to what that person said to me, that, that they thought I failed them or, you know, misled mm -hmm. them or something. And then how does that play out in, in my own anxiety and my own negative self-talk today? Yeah. Very cool. So anything else bubbling up for you around failure? Just failure forgiveness. Forgive myself. I think that's the key is learning to forgive myself because I certainly can't uh, give someone else something I don't have. So learning to forgive myself and let myself off that hook and then I can forgive others. Oh. Well, I think that's our close for uh, Say Yes to Spirit focused on failure and how saying yes to spirit can impact our perception of failure, our own and others. I want to encourage everyone to join us at GodInMyDay.com, daily dose of inspiration, meditation, affirmation, and encouraging you to look at how God shows up in your day. And join us on Tuesday nights for meditation. Um, God in my day meditations right here on the same station where you hear say yes to spirit blogtalkradio.com forward slash YTS. Thanks for joining us and have a great week. That was a cool little segment. Kind of talked back about that earlier devotion of resisting persists. And the thing that I wanted to kind of come back and actually finish out the show with was a conversation I had with another friend last night at dinner. For those of you not listening in the Dallas area, the Dallas paper has been full this week of a, a mother who shot her daughter and then killed herself uh, here in a suburb. And the stories that have come out throughout the week um, in kind of uncovering what was going on in their lives in terms of the, the uh, picket fence and the nice house and the wonderful job and the successful student um, and now looking behind that picture and, and what was really occurring um, was some grief from a, their father and her husband had died of cancer several years ago and uh, the, the unresolved grief around that and then some financial difficulties that had occurred and in uh, compounding one on top of the other and it appears now that the story is pretty clear that the mother um, had created a, a very uh, different life on the outside and she was living on the inside and in her mind uh, it was, it's fairly clear that she saw herself as a failure and at one point in one of the um, uh, conversations or one of the things that talked about in the paper it said that in her mind she was really saving her daughter from having to see the failure A, that some of the financial things that had gone on with the dad that, that, that was left behind for them to deal with and then B, uh, the things that the mom had um, um, continued on and, and her difficulties in, in dealing with life circumstance. And she, the quote was from the friend that she really couldn't, the mother probably couldn't bear letting the daughter see the failure and, and the mother herself couldn't bear the exposure of the failure, of her definition of failure of her life, of her um, circumstance. And that caused me to think today in, in looking at failure and 
um, understanding the 12-step philosophy and wisdom of we are as sick as our secrets. And I just really encourage uh, to remind myself and to remind all of us who are listening and, and to pass on to our friends and family that really um, outreaching to each other and reminding each other that uh, there is no failure and that we can always uh, reach out to each other in our feeling of failure and, and reassure one another and have a, a community of people that we can outreach to. And if I don't feel like I can outreach to a person, um, you know, my spiritual path and my, my journey, I've been to several dark places and there's been times where where that idea of suicide seemed like a real reasonable idea and um, I wasn't able to reach out to a person but I was able to go in and reach out to uh, God and I think if we can uh, remind ourselves that uh, there is a communion and a, and a conversation that we can have with God in our minds and a dialogue and a, a reassurance that uh, God can reassure us in times uh, that we may feel like that there's no hope or there's nothing uh, that can overcome our sense of our own failure. Um, if we can simply just take a moment and sit and uh, reach out in our mind to God, it, uh, it it can be an amazing thing, some relief and some uh, uh, of the conversation we can get into with God if we avail ourselves that. So in talking with my friend last night about that current kind of news story in Dallas, it occurred to me that uh, would be an important thing to kind of remind each other as we have a show on failure and, and we ended uh, Tracy and Mike time together talking about Ernest Holmes, talking about there really is no failure, but uh, when we're in that space and, and feeling the embarrassment or the shame or the uh, upset of what we perceive as failure, to end on the idea that really reaching out to another or reaching out to God and uh, asking for some help and talking about our truth with each other is a very powerful thing, powerful thing. So... I encourage you on your path this week to reach out to each other and talk to each other and share our truth and encourage each other along the spiritual path. And as Tracy said, join us at uh, GodInMyDay.com. There's really uh, amazing meditation tapes and different inspirational uh, videos to listen to and watch. And many times if we're in that darker space of feeling as if we failed, if we watch an inspirational tape or listen to some meditative music, that can kind of pull us out of that place. So I encourage you to take the action of saying yes to spirit, and I remind myself to say yes to spirit, and we will see you next week on the path of saying yes to spirit. I don't mean to be so uptight, but my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be.
With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.